Friday, Friday, Friday. This Friday, coming to a stream near you, it's Shakey's Hog. You've been waiting, now it's coming. This Friday at 7pm on the Bizazio Gaming Channel on Twitch. Is it crooked? Is it big? Come find out. Friday, Friday, Friday. Welcome to Rounding Down, the only outlaw, tough person, bad person podcast that dares to ask what is good and what is bad. I'm Chid. I almost said I'm Psy. I'm not Psy. Oh, God. What a nightmare. This is all unraveling right before my eyes. Oh, Jesus. That's hurtful. I can't believe you took the first three seconds of this podcast <laughs> to hurt me. <laughs> it dares to ask what is good and what is bad. I'm Chid, the outlaw, tough person, bad person in question. And I'm joined, as always, by a man who broke quarantine specifically to purchase a warm can of Diet Mountain Dew because it's the only fruit he'll consume. It's Cy uh i'm drinking beer right now does that i i didn't break quarant well i broke quarantine to get this beer too <laughs> is beer fruit uh it's fermented so at some point it might have been close to a fruit maybe you could probably a- use that beer to make bread i could if i had any sort of cooking bone in my body but i i was not given that bone at birth yeah you were given one bone at birth and yeah. you're full of bones uh, Sai, let's let's just talk about it. Talk, talk about what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't believe that it took you this long to ask me. Uh, I still don't have an answer, but you know, it's just there. There's a lot of things that are wrong with me. I don't. I don't think I quite process things as quickly as other people do, and I, I don't know if that speaks to my childhood or what it is, but it takes me a little while to, to catch on to things, I guess. Like yeah, I think how to, a lot of our say guests, words. Like, what'd you say? Sorry, go ahead. Like how to say words or yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of our guests have pointed out uh, <laughs> a lot of things about you that they uh, can pick on you about or that they... Like, for example, I said in a previous episode that you talked about how you you don't get made fun of a lot, and you joined my group of friends, nay, familia, and uh, now they're constantly insulting you, and one of them said that they didn't believe that that was true. I believe Birdlaw said that. (laughs) He sure did. So, you know, you're really getting put down a lot these days. Um, I... I was thinking about this earlier, and we're, we're having a, a guest on, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but it's a friend of mine in real life. and Yeah, this think- is the first time Sai has booked the show. For everyone out there who's wondering, uh, Sai has never booked the guest before, so this is his first get, and I am very excited for this one. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, Chid doesn't really know much about our guest, so it's going to be just an opportunity for him to dunk on me the whole time. And I felt like that's what it was going to be, and it's already starting to be that. And uh, I was right. So, Listen, as you know from the internet, I severely injured my calf playing (laughs) hide-and-seek with my son yesterday, so I have no ups at all right now. I won't be doing very many dunks. Yeah, I I will definitely Dikembe Mutombo you right now because you're Mm. injured. Mm-hmm. Except I do have a metal crutch that I could beat the shit out of you with, so that's the only real risky part. I can't also, break, I can't break my, my quarantine s- to fight you. Yeah, that would be fun. My son, uh, although the crutch is like four feet, so we're close to the right distance apart. If I hold it out or extend it, we'll be six feet apart. It, also, walking around with a crutch and my son, who's being a three-year-old and testing limits, just to have that crutch to be able to like bang it on the ground to get his attention... Oh man, was he really listening four percent more than usual today? <laughs> it's a it's a new tool that you have. Really, yeah, it really was disconcerting to him. Anyway, uh, so this week we're going to do our our COVID recipe of the week. Uh, this week our recipe is pupusas. So I talked to Sai about this a little bit today off pod, but uh, pupusa, what is that? Well, that's a dish that's available in El Salvador. Uh, it's very cheap. It's very good. It will fill you up, and it's delicious. So essentially, if you had a tamale, tamale, I believe, is Mexican uh, in origin. Tamale is made of basically the same things sometimes. Um, and the main ingredient is masa harina, which is corn flour. Masa harina, you can still get. You can get masquesa, I think is, it, is the brand name that's very good. And that's available on Amazon. It's cheap. It's it's super cheap for like a six pound bag. No, no, you can get that corn flour. You can get you can get white flour, um, but corn flour widely available still because that's where I got mine. So uh, 
yeah, you just get some of that. I've had pupusas before where uh, the enclave of the city that my sister lives in, the enclave of Philly, where my sister lives. <laughs> There's a lot of Latin American food available. And uh, so I've had pupusas that are very good and authentic before there, the Salvadorian restaurant. Uh, but um, making them at home, I never thought of making them before, but I got this I got this masa harina and I saw in the bag it was like, you can make gorditas or tortillas or pupusas. And I was like, oh, I can make pupusas with these. So I just made them, uh, you know, basically I was like, how do I just get the dough right? And so it's just an equal part flour uh, to dough. That's kind of it. So I think I did like four cups of the masa harina and four cups of warm water and you just kind of mix it together till it feels like play-doh in your hands i added some salt to mine um just to season it a little bit uh so i added some kosher salt which i think makes a little bit of a difference flavor wise and then you end up mixing in some uh shortening or some butter or whatever um you could probably mix in oil as well uh, but i did some vegetable shortening in there uh, and that was just like a tablespoon or so of that you mix it all together you get it into a nice dough you kind of squish it with your hands until it, it turns into like a play-doh type consistency and then um, you just cook a can of beans, basically, and you just do beans and cheese. I did black beans and cheese, which is, I think, fairly traditional in El Salvador. Um, and so the black beans, the way I like to cook black beans, you get a can of black beans. You just throw it in a, in a uh, pot. You fill up the can one-sixth of the way with water, and you throw that in. Uh, I would recommend adding garlic powder, salt, cayenne pepper, maybe cumin if you care about that to the black beans. You bring them to a boil. You lower to low. Let them cook for 20 minutes. You're all set. And then basically you just get like the masa harina mixture and you turn it into like a little golf ball size thing. You flatten it out in your hand. You put like probably one dollop of beans and a little dollop of cheese. And then you kind of uh, roll it back up into a ball and then flatten it out again. And then you just cook it on a, in a hot pan for about two or three minutes aside until it's like kind of golden brown. Um, and those puppies come out delicious. They're really good. They're filling. It's like kind of like a little, it's, it's sort of like a different, it's sort of like a tamale, except it's um, like grilled on a, on a flat top as opposed to being steamed. So it has like a more crunchy outside, but still soft interior like a tamale. And, um, you know, if you got some cabbage, or you got some lettuce, you got some pickled jalapenos, you got some salsa, you got some avocado, you can dress them up with whatever. Um, but you throw some of those sides on and, uh, and yeah, it makes a very delicious dinner, very filling and super, super cheap, really good. I will be making these after COVID-19 subsides. Uh, kids liked them. I like them. They're very good. Did you put beans in them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. As I said, black beans. Yeah. Black beans and cheese. Well, every <laughs> recipe has included beans. <laughs> beans are high in protein. They're widely available. They're shelf-stable. They're easy to get still. Um, I, I don't think I need to keep touting the benefits of beans. <laughs> they're, they are the magical fruit, I've heard. No, they're good for your heart. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> they're not a fruit, Cy. I know that you think Mountain Dew is a fruit and beans are fruit, too, apparently, to you. Sugar-free but... Mountain Dew is a fruit. Oh, God, this guy. He needs some fruit in his life. Listen, we don't have a lot of time today, so let's just get right into it. Our guest is rounding up today, so I'll be rounding down. And I know what you're thinking. What could you possibly have to complain about 21 days into a lockdown, right? Is that what you're thinking? No. Oh, okay. Just um, I'm still everything's still on fire. So and so I you think I have plenty to complain about. These are the real halcyon days of rounding down, where yeah. my complaints are rich and full of life texture. Well, They're just more relatable now. Yeah, that's true. I guess finally I'm a man of the people, what I've always <laughs> wanted to be. Today I'm rounding down on people who perpetuate fake news about COVID nineteen. So this is dangerous. I don't care for it. I don't like when people go off the you know, off on their, I, there's a lot of bad euphemisms I can use that are probably insensitive. So I'll just say, I don't like when people perpetuate fake news. See, As always, I'm a hard hitting journalist, first and foremost, a real Diane Sawyer type, of course. I can't stand to see people perpetuate lies and untruths on the World Wide Web. I don't like that. If you don't recognize the source of a piece of news, do not trust it. It's that simple. If you don't recognize the source, don't trust it, right? All news should come from reputable healthcare websites like coldhardfacts.net and healthwebinfo.biz. <laughs> and failing that, trust only news from vetted news sources such as the Denver Guardian, <laughs> the Daily Buzz Live, Link Beef, <laughs> and World Truth TV. Those are real news sources. Trust those. 
Wait, what was the last one? World Truth TV. Okay, you, cool. You I'm, know I'm it's good. It has truth in the title, so you know it's true. <laughs> okay. Let me read you a couple things that are... So there's a few things... I'm sure, Sai, have you seen any fake news on the internet, like on Facebook or anything that people are perpetuating fake news about COVID-19? I've just seen a lot of xenophobia, which has been very hurtful. Yeah, xenophobia is bad, obviously, but fake news is out there. I've seen it. I've seen some of my cousins post fake news. It's disturbing to me. So I just want to get out ahead of these fake news things and just explain what some of these fake news myths are and explain the reality right now. So I just have three I'm going to talk about. The first fake news thing I've seen on the internet, and this is really messed up in my opinion, it says, you cannot stop COVID-19 from spreading by gargling salt water. That's fake news. It's fake. That's a fake news story. Snopes. Who trusts a person named Snopes? It sounds like a, Snopes sounds like a broke version of Snoopy. I don't trust it. It's bad. Gargling with salt water will protect you from getting any virus. Everyone knows that viruses are like icy sidewalks. You throw some salt on them, and boom, you're good to go. Everything's fine. I've never heard this. It's true. What if Viruses and ice, same fucking thing. One just lives inside your body, and one lives out on the sidewalk. You throw salt on either of them, melts away. That's is all this, you need to know. Is this what all those people mean by the abolish ice thing in their Twitter profile? Yeah, they're talking about getting rid of COVID-19. And I stand behind those Abolish Ice people because I think ice is bad. I think COVID-19 is bad, and I want to abolish it, and I'm going to use salt to do so. I'm going to okay. gargle with it, and it's going to get rid of it. The- Secondly, another fake news thing I've seen on the internet. Laundry detergent won't wash viral germs off your clothes. That's fake again, Sai. Did you hear this one? No, no, I haven't heard this one. It's fake. You're telling me to wash my hands for like 30 seconds and that's going to somehow keep me healthy, but filling up a basin with suds and my clothes and letting it spin for goddamn near an hour, that's not going to kill the germs? I call deep BS on this. Deep state BS, matter of fact. (laughs) Deep state. (laughs) I recommend you start showering with laundry detergent. That's what I'm doing. And that's because the lamestream media doesn't want you to know about this sick life hack. Why are you buying bar soap and shampoo and conditioner when you already got a giant five-gallon tub of laundry detergent in your basement? Did you run out of tear-free shampoo? I don't want to talk about what I ran out of. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> last one, and this one, this is the one that makes me sickest of all because the fact that there's a cure out there that people don't, that the mainstream media is trying to hide or obfuscate makes me furious. It makes me furious down deep into my bones. And this is fake news. Eating fiberglass insulation may kill you and will not kill the virus. Also a lie, CNN. Everyone knows fiberglass is stronger than any other material on Earth. Fiberglass is man-made. Men can do anything. Specifically (laughs) men. I'm not trying to be a misogynist here. I'm just saying it's not called woman-made. It's called man-made. That's how the saying goes. Munching just a little bit of good old pink will send COVID-19 packing. Good old pink. Yeah, the good old pink fiberglass. I don't know what I don't know what's funny about that. Nothing. You got any questions for me, Sai? Uh in the movie uh Days and Confused, they're talking about Randall Pink Floyd. Is he a fiberglass supporter as well? You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do. I don't. I don't care about Steven Soderbergh movies. Okay. All right. I, I don't have any other questions. Bring up I mean, Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Carl Soderbergh. The hockey so- player. Soder Soderbergh. Soderbergh. He solder stuff in Pittsburgh. Hang on, my computer just gave me a message that it wants to install updates and reboot. That's weird. <laughs> Don't worry, I snoozed for eight hours, baby. We work at a company. Uh, no, we're not talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to push updates during... Today's guest is a gamer, a Twitch streamer, and a screamer. He has two real followers on Twitter, but they're both of us, so it doesn't count at all. He's here to talk about why it's great to be an essential worker during a pandemic. He's long, he's strong, he's down to get the friction on. It's VHS Vandal. Hey. Hi. Vandal, how you doing? 
I'm doing good. I'm good. Sorry. Oh man, sorry. I'm really high. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. We don't let people who are high on this podcast. So that's not true. Oh, oh. oh okay, you're right. We have set a precedent where, but usually they don't tell us they're high. And we just no, have to do. guess that. Oh, no, that's oh, right. also, true. also true. Yeah. Okay, so we can edit that, right? No, no, no. No, I'm not editing that. You're high. You're high online. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) I've never been horny online. You can be high online. It's okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been horny online? Um. No. I don't think. You 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 answered that in the form of a question. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't trust that. If you're not the kind of person who's going to say I've never been horny online definitively then i don't believe that you've ever been horny online and let me just say being horny online consists of four specific things one lust faving tweets or other posts for pleasure purposes two sending lewd dms or messages on the internet three uh asking people to send you lewd dms or messages on the internet and four Generally, being horny or talking about how horny you are in, in any public forum. Those are the four things that are, are entailed within being horny online. Um, Have you I done w- any of those things? I would say I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah, Got to the bottom of that. So, Easy. Yeah. That's why they call me a real Diane Sawyer type, because I get to the bottom of things. You really do. I, I, feel, like, um, I feel like this is really happening right now. Got you journalism? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What? What is that? You know, why do they? Why do they have to get me? <laughs> you don't I, want to be gotten. No, so, I don't want to be gotten. It's well, really- I can't help but get you. <laughs> and in, in some ways, listen, you're here to talk about why being essential personnel is uh, is good, and I'm essential in every way, so I can totally relate to your life. But tell all these pencil neck geeks out there what it's like to be essential as hell. So, it's pretty awesome being essential because um, companies really don't want to lose you. So, (laughs) they'll push to keep you by throwing money at you, essentially. Um, So, you have to work. It's pretty awesome. So, they're, they're offering like overtime or something? Yeah, you're getting like uh, bonuses and whatnot, and you know they're they're really pushing for you to to kind of stay there. Okay, so free money. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, There's no such just, thing as free money. But the the only downside I really see working in a pandemic or anything like that is that you can you know die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's deeply on the downside. And honestly, if you, if you don't think I, about dying, everything else is fine. Yeah, but, I mean, the way you have to kind of think of it is, like, you know, you don't die every day. So <laughs> That's true, but you, everyone will die one day, right? One, yeah, um, one day, but you, you're not, you, like, you, you've done well so far. Yeah, that's have, true. You haven't yeah. died so far. Yeah, right. you know. So you're still 100%, or, well, I don't, I don't know you too well, so I'm not at liberty to say how, what percentage of a man you are, but... One day you'll be zero percent of a man. That's what happens when you die. You turn into zero percent of a man, and um, until that day, you're still the percentage of a man that you currently are. Yeah, essentially. Right, 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 right. It, it's like Scott Weiland once saying, "I'm half the man I used to be," because something happened to him where he became fifty percent less of a man. Or maybe yeah. actually, he might have been like eighty percent of a man before, so he became forty percent less of a man. Do you I, think don't, he, I don't really know. Do you think he had a near death experience and then? Maybe. I, I think what might have happened to him is he might have been playing on some train tracks and a train just ran over his body and split his legs right off of him. And he had robot legs the rest of his life? I never heard that uncovered, but if you go to worldnewstoday.biz, <laughs> World Truth TV, Link Beef, Daily Buzz Live. Link Beef um, is where I get my news exclusively from. Yeah, you, if you go to those trustworthy websites, yeah. you'll find the truth about Scott Weiland and if he was living as half of a man. So, uh, Vandal, it's not often uh, that I know as much about a guest as I do this one. Uh, so, Vandal, what's something about you that I don't know? Like, where were you the first time you heard the Beatles? 
Ooh, I was actually thinking about the Beatles today. Um, I was thinking that I don't get them <laughs> at all. Like, they just don't make any sense. Uh, that that, that kind of spits in the face of a take I had last week where they're not that bad. What uh what what don't you get about the Beatles? I, like they they just they went through so many phases and like I don't understand the allure of them. Like there was Beatlemania, which is like a whole pandemic if you think about it. <laughs> um <laughs> I so they went through a lot of phases and they did it at really warp speed. Like they were going through a new phase every three months essentially. Yeah, and then they, they went to the phase where they like tried acid and then, you know, that went you know, and they talking about yellow submarines and shit. Um, Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Do you know? So here's a question I have: the song "Yellow Submarine." When the Beatles wrote that, I'm assuming that no submarines were yellow at that point. Like there had never been a submarine that was any color other than like camo slash green, gray, black. And then they wrote that song, and it was like a joke because a submarine wouldn't be yellow. Because now in all children's media, or really anything where a submarine is, it's fucking painted yellow. Everything. In any media, anywhere, all submarines appear as yellow. So my question then is an adult now, and I don't know that I'll ever get to the bottom of this, is did the Beatles invent the yellow submarine as a concept? Or was that just like a matter of fact thing like because yellow submarines existed back then? I think they totally invented it. It just, it seems like it's counterintuitive, you know, but they want it to be different. I, I guess. I don't you know. know. I mean, when it's so far down, like you're a mile below the surface. I don't think anyone's going to see you anyway. Isn't that the like, whole benefit of a submarine is that you're below everything? Well, unless you're a walrus, you could definitely see a submarine if you're a walrus. I think they're so far down, there's not even walruses down there, right? No, there, there are. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> this is going exactly as I planned. <laughs> uh, another question for you, Vandal. Uh, we usually ask our guests how old they were when 9-11 happened, but I know how old you are, so how old were you when 3-11 happened? Ooh, ooh, I was in maybe eighth grade. Nice. Well, that's, that's when it happened to me. Chill. I don't chill. I, <laughs> I, I think that uh, from my money, as we said, this COVID-19 thing is already getting very bad. Obviously, today, the guy from Fountains of Wayne passed away, which is fucking terrible. Great band. Haven't listened to them extensively since I was in high school, but I need to go back and listen to them some more. Big fan of the movie That Thing You Do, which he wrote all the songs for. He, that said, we don't want this COVID-19 thing to turn into uh, an 1822. We don't want it to turn into a 3644. We certainly don't want it to turn into a 7288. I made I made Vandal listen to the episode today so he could hear that, that 1822 joke. <sighs> All right. Vandal, what's a better punk band? Imagine Dragons or Breaking Benjamin? Mm, I'd say Imagine um, Imagine Benjamin. <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's like a mix between both. Well, it I know of a punk band called Modern Life is War, and they have a song where at the end they spell out D E A D. B E N J A M I N D E A D B E N J A M I N. We're all dead, Benjamins. So I, I mean, to me, if that band, Modern Life Is War, one of the seminal hardcore bands, and I don't mean seminal, you pervs, one of the seminal hardcore bands of the aughts, we'll say, um, if if they had a song about Breaking Benjamin, then to me, they're one of the premier. Uh, punk bands of all time. Do you have anything to say about that, Vandal? Um, I do. I really like Modern Life is War, and that song is really good. Um, 
It's a great song. D-E-A-D-B-E-N-J-M-N. Yeah. Dead Benjamin. I can't even spell Benjamin. That's weird, Sai. I thought you were a fan of that band, but I would think you'd know their lyrics better than that. I like Modern Life is War. I don't like that weird version that you made up. I didn't make a weird version. I only spit truth. So since we're talking about music, though, Chid spent some time talking about Vagrant Records this week, and your Twitter handle reminds me of Saves a Day, who I'd say are one of the larger Vagrant successes. Uh, how do you feel about Saves a Day, and is your favorite song You Vandal? Um, isn't everybody's favorite song You Vandal? No, mine's Hollyhocks Forget-Me-Nots. Uh, mine is uh, Cars and Galleries. Mine is, uh, uh, I don't actually listen to <laughs> the Saves of the Day. <laughs> so like, that's where you got your username from, right? No, because um, no, I'm, I'm obsessed uh, with, I like VHS, and uh, I'm ripping them apart, and I'm thinking about uh, doing some uh, street art with it. So this is, a, I have a question for you uh, based on our friendship. Uh, I only own one VHS movie. Can you tell me what movie it is? Oh, uh, Point Break. <laughs> we are good friends, and I appreciate that you're correct. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> You've never, you didn't know that I had that, though. That's not uh, something we talked about. No, but I'm, I, I can guess. <laughs> All right. Sai yep. says he only owns one VHS, but I also know he owns one called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Poon. <laughs> so he owns at least two. I've seen that one. That's in my. That's in the drawer in the mm, mm. bureau underneath my magazines. Speaking of music, when Britney Spears said, "Too high, can't come down, losing my head, spinning round and round," do you feel me now? Do you think she was talking about bath salts? Definitely. Why don't people talk about... Ba- I mean, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but bath salts were all over the news for like a solid five to eight months uh, about eight years ago. And I really want bath salts to come back as an explanation for uh, absurd behavior. It was I, a simpler time. It really was. I mean, if you think about it, that was the worst thing we were dealing with was like occasionally one person would get eaten. Yeah, you know, right. Like, and that seemed grim and grisly at the time. But yeah. honestly, like having a cough one day and nine days later being dead uh, is much more grisly than just being eaten by a maniac one day. Yeah, and it's just like a naked, one naked homeless person that, you know, is uh, is attacking you. And it's just right. that one person. I mean, it's right. not, you know, it's like the... Um, conundrum where you're 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 controlling tra- um, a train on tracks and you can either kill one person that you know or like kill five people you don't know or something like that yeah easy choice i'd kill the five people i don't know okay but you, let's change the numbers you can kill one person that you know or kill 500 people that you don't know well if the one person that i know in this case is psy then I very easily choose to kill the 500 people I don't know. But let's change the numbers wow, again. That let's was say very nice. You could kill you. one person that you know, or you could kill 5,000 people <laughs> that you kind of know. So the 5,000 people you kind of know was everyone who you used to be friends with on MySpace that you no longer talk to, and everyone who you're friends with on Facebook who's like has a different last name, you don't know who they are anymore. And the one person you do know is Psy. I'd still choose to keep Psy alive in that case. But let's just say... It's one person that you do know, Sai, and five million people who you don't know. I'd save the five million people. Does That's that make fair. Does that That's make me fair. a hero? Yes, I say it does. But at what number does it become like? All right, you know, I I, I really don't want to kill Sai. <laughs> like, like how how high can we go with that? I'd say, so to me, I think 5 million so, is like a cutoff. I think so five, like 5 million people. 4,999,999 4, people, I still probably pick Psy. But once you get to 5 million, it's like we're talking at such a large scale that I, that's a distinction that I'm healthy. I feel comfortable making that choice that I would, I would have to get rid of Psy in that case. I'm not saying that I'm fine with dying, but I feel like anything over like two or three people, I'd be fine with you taking my life over 
other people being able to live. Like, Sai, if you're not around, I don't have anyone to insult who's going to take <laughs> it so good-naturedly on a day-to-day basis. I'm glad I'm, I'm here to help. And if I don't get this very mean and awful stuff out of my system, then it's just going to be pushed onto my family. And I, and I am doing, I'm rude to you so that I'm kind to my family. You're you doing got, me a favor. You got to be cruel to be kind. You got to be cruel to be kind. That's what Elvis Costello said in that song, Allison. <laughs> uh, so Vandal, I have another question for you. Yep. Uh, so your haircuts are always fresh and also dope as hell. So uh, do, do you think your barber misses you with the whole social distancing thing? And what do you think he's thinking about right now? Um, I actually made the switch from barber to uh, hairstylist. Oh, Chid, Chid goes to a hairstylist. I do. I'm a stylist, man. Um, so I definitely feel like um, I miss them. I don't know if, <laughs> if, if, if she misses me. Um, okay. But I really need a haircut badly. Does you, does your wife know that you miss your hairstylist like this? Yes, because um, okay. uh, it's all I'm talking about is like just I need to get a haircut really bad. It looks yeah. uh, I'm like growing kind of a mullet. So <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you un- unkempt like that. I'm, and I haven't seen you since this whole whole social distancing thing has happened either. So I just I want to remember you the way that I remember you, and that's that your haircut is always fresh and also dope as hell. Nice. Mm. I, I can mm-hmm. I can send a picture later. I said in a recent episode that I one of my goals in life is to look like Tim from the show Road Rules, and he had kind of <laughs> long hair, and I, that's what my hair will certainly look like by June if I don't get a haircut. So in that respect, assuming I'm still not zero percent of a man by then, I will also have achieved my goal of looking like Tim or Scott Stapp or Yui Bollocks. So there you go. What's your favorite scary movie? Um, my favorite scary movie is Return of the Living Dead. Is that the which one is that? Is that the the that's not? I'm thinking of Day of the Dead, which is the weird island one, and then there's Dawn of the Dead in the mall. Return of the Living Dead, just the second one. Return of the Living Dead happened after the. It happens after. Night of the Living Dead. Um, how, some of the writers actually worked on both films. Um, it happened in the '80s. It's very punk rock. Um, good soundtrack. Naked women. Mm, you know. Mm, mm, you know? Mm. What makes a good soundtrack for a, a horror movie? Um, I mean, if you're talking score, I feel like the sense of ominousness. Um, is really what I'm I'm attracted to uh, when it comes to a soundtrack. Um, but like, you know, a soundtrack where there's like random songs that are already, you know, made. They're not made for the actual film. I uh, I really like um, just anything that has like a really good like theme. Essentially. Yeah. I've- so I find that a lot of and sorry, Chad, I didn't mean to step over. No, go ahead. Uh, I find that a lot of modern horror movies have, um, like, when the the official soundtrack comes out, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, we were talking about the Scream Three soundtrack and how there was a lot of like new metal bands on there, and like I, I find that a lot of the newer horror movies that are really hyped up have a, a metal soundtrack. But what I really appreciate about '80s metal, '80s horror movies, rather, uh, is that there, you know, there's always someone who's like putting a Metallica tape into a boombox, and you you always get the like, because thrash metal was the big thing then. So like, you know, you always have some thrash metal teenager who's getting murdered, and you know, they're murdered while they're listening to Metallica or something like that. And I I always enjoyed that more about uh, '80s like '80s themed horror movies. Yeah, I, we all know, like, if we're thinking about it, the classic score for a horror movie, of course, is Halloween, done by John HVAC Installer. <laughs> and um, John HVAC Installer, I think, brilliant director, brilliant composer. Um, yeah, and, and just that music is so eerie, it's so good. 
Um, and I, I really wish John H. Fackenstaller would do music for more films that weren't his own films. You know what I mean? Like he's so talented and I feel like underutilized in a lot of movies. You play a lot of video games. What other Lana Del Rey songs do you like? <laughs> um, the one about Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> mm, 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 she has a mm, song about mm, Diet Mountain Dew? Mm. Yeah. Pretty she, sure. She has a song about being the daughter of an ad exec. <laughs> a lot of people don't use Twitter because they find it cumbersome or confusing or they feel like since they have no followers, they're just screaming into the void. What's that like? <laughs> um, it's relieving at times. You know, you just kind of like yelling into a pillow. Yeah, but like it's like a judgment-free place where no one's reading the things that you're saying. Yes. It's like yelling into my pillow and yelling, <laughs> yelling. <laughs> Why are you making pee now? <laughs> That's what you'd be yelling into my pillow. You'd be yelling. God doesn't exist. Stuff like that. <laughs> Doctors exist. Uh, um. I heard you once hung up size high school senior portrait in your house to see if your wife would notice. Is that true? Yes. Um, did very, did very, she very notice? True. Um, it actually took her um, like about a week to really oh notice my. it. Um, you should get your wife to go to an optometrist because something might be wrong with her vision or something might... I, I just worry. I, I would get her... Someone should look at her eyes when this is all over. Honestly, it's... Um, it's because I hit it. I had it in such a um, like common place that you wouldn't really notice it. Um, it was like near a bunch of photos, right? Yeah, it was like in the photo section. So I just replaced it there, and it was. Uh, it, it took her a long time to see it. Yeah, but when I look at Sai, it's like looking at a fucking wall of weird pasty white, and it just—I think it stands out. I don't know. I didn't have any facial hair in the picture either. So and that's just, what I'm assuming. There's a lot more pasty white. Wow. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Si, do you have any other questions? No, th- those are all my questions. I just, there's a lot that I've been wanting to know about Vandal for a while. And uh, it's been really, it's been eye-opening. Okay, well, today. in that case... Let's play a game. Today's game is a simple one. As I referenced earlier, they uh, had an untimely death. He's only in his early 50s. I think he was 52 today, which is legitimately sad and shitty. Uh, and, it's, you know, COVID-19 is probably going to kill like a million plus Americans. It's going to be very bad. Um, so we're going to lose a lot of great people. A lot of non-famous people, obviously, also. Uh, but we're just going to do a draft where we each get to protect uh, four people. So there can be any four people. And to make it interesting, because like obviously we could all be like, my mom, my dad, my wife, my children. Like That's not fun. And obviously, the, that would be the first choice. So we'll say we can all protect four famous people. You can pick any four famous people from any famous. just means anyone who does anything as a public person. Um, so anyone from podcast host to a musician to a movie star, actor, writer, whatever. Uh, so that will be the game. It's going to be a serpentine draft. Sai, I'll give you the first pick. It will go Sai, Vandal, then myself, and we'll go back around. And at the end, uh, we'll choose a winner. So Sai, uh, with the first pick, you will choose to protect. Dave Mustaine. Ooh, good pick. Uh, definitely. Dave Mustaine is probably getting close to the demographic that's in the kind of danger zone. I'm worried um, about him. Plus, who knows how many years of smoking he's he's gotten, and well, his lungs might just, not be the best. He's recovering from cancer as well. So, oh Jesus, I didn't even realize that. Well, there you go. So that's not good. So he's definitely in the danger zone. And yes, I'd like to see him get out of this alive. Uh, Vandal, who's your first pick? Uh, Terry Crews. Oh, good pick. Something tells me Terry Crews will get through this fine, since that guy's 100% muscle, lung included. I'm sure. Um, but that's a good pick. I like Terry Crews, and uh, yeah, I wish him all the best. My first pick is going to be... My first pick is going to be Mike Kinsella. (laughs) From American football? Yeah, yeah, he's got got kids, and uh, he's a good guy, and I just want him to see this through all the way. I just want him to get out alive and be fine. 
My second pick, uh, again, I can pick anyone in the world. Uh, second pick is going to be David Bazan from Page of the Lion. I just, again, he's, he's got a family. I just want him to get out alive. Vandal, your pick. Um, Danny DeVito. Oh, man. Again, he's in the danger zone age-wise and, uh, and is a, a logical pick. I like it. Cy, your pick. Doja Cat. Yep, I don't know what that is, and uh, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, Sai, you get one more pick. Uh, this is tough. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, Stone Cold. Yeah, I mean, that's a real people pleaser, and uh, and I think that uh, you know Stone Cold would uh, if if COVID nineteen tried to attach itself to him, he'd probably stun it to death and spray yeah. beer on it. But, you don't fuck with the Texas rattlesnake. You certainly don't. But uh, but yeah, I still uh, you know w- wish him all the best. Vandal, your pick. Mm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. That's another internet heart throb. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is good. We like him. I think people really... He is someone who should be close to Cy's heart, although Cy didn't pick him yet, which is interesting. Uh, but he... Uh, yeah, he's he's someone who I think people really made fun of for a lot of years. And all of a sudden, in the last like two years, people love him all, all of a sudden, which is an interesting twist. But He's not my favorite actor in Point Break, so that's why I didn't pick him. Mm, the, mm, the, mm, my favorite mm, actor in Point Break is Schwarzenegger. Zero percent of a man. So Sch- Schwarzenegger's still alive. He's 100% of a man. Yeah. He's not in that movie. No, no, no. He's that's we're talking about Point Break, right? Yep. Yeah, Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Point Break. <laughs> my my favorite person in Point Break is um, Flea. <laughs> Flea's good, and he's yes, Anthony he, Kiedis. He's probably also <laughs> in that danger zone, but uh, I'm not going to pick Flea for my third pick to go with my Kinsella and David Bazan. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, the suspense go, is killing me. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's really tough. I'm going to go with Phoebe Bridgers. She's like so young and talented and it's like, you know, I, you wouldn't want to see anything happen to her it's so early in her career. Like I'm surprised that. you didn't pick Tom DeLonge because you're a Blink-182 super No, Tom's not the one I like in, in Blink-182. It's Is Mark. it Mark Hoppus? Yeah, he's the one that I like. What's he's wrong with you? He's the good one. He's the good member of Blink-182 and I'll put my money where my mouth is. Mark Hoppus. Welcome to my team of people I'm protecting. You're uh, you're safe on my team. You so, got another person? Yeah, I have back-to-back picks. I have my four. I'm all set. Vandal, you have your last pick now. I would save. Um, I just had somebody, and then... Yeah. And then I talked. Yeah, you guys were... <laughs> And I was like, oh, that was a really good one. But was it Travis Barker? <laughs> yeah, you was know it what? Scott you know, Rayner. You know what? Let, let's give Travis Barker the, the the title. That makes sense. Yeah, he definitely got a. He's someone who needs to be saved for sure. Yeah, I mean, dude's been through enough, right? He has been through a lot. Uh, I mean, like you know, with um, <laughs> Matt Skiba joining the band and everything. <laughs> Uh, wasn't he in a plane weren't they all in a wasn't weren't they in a plane crash and stuff he he was in a plane crash but yeah you know yeah but matt skiba joining come on yeah that's 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 tough that's that's tough to go through matt skiba is not even the best member of alkaline trio in fact i'd rank him as the third best member of alkaline trio i would agree with that and i'm an alkaline trio fan i put that dan adriano (laughs) no another another paisan hey oh Hey, just a couple of Philly guys. So we didn't talk about this, but Vandal's also a Philly guy. So yeah, he's he's local from Philly. Three Philly guys on the phone just talking, shooting the shit. Just you know, three guys eating Philly cheesesteaks and uh, chopping it up. Hey, you nipets, baby. Sai, you got your last pick. Oh, this is really difficult. I can't wait to edit all of the silence out of this I know. segment. No, I, think you, I think you should leave it. <laughs> you know what? I'm a humanitarian. 
And I want to make sure that I keep around the guy that gave me two sandwiches when I only ordered one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was having a bad day. And he really... <laughs> That's a really good pick, Cy. Honestly, that shows a bigger part of you. And in fact, I would argue that by doing that, you're just trying to cuck him more than he cucked you. <laughs> and you've already succeeded. So you've actually outcucked your cuck, which is great. Um, it's, I, I applaud you for that. Honestly, I think that really, thank you. That's one of the greatest things you've done on this podcast. Um, and I love you for that. Thank you. Just to read back these teams. So people, we're all our, our draft of famous people we're protecting. I mean, I would argue that guy's not famous, except we've talked about him so extensively <laughs> on this podcast and we have so many listeners all over the world that he is very famous in this a lot is of people's a big hearts podcast. and imaginations. Yes, I'd agree with that. So I'll just read back these teams. My team, of course, is Mike Kinsella, David Bazan, Phoebe Bridgers, and Mark Hoppus. And those are the people from American Football, Page of the Lion, Better Living, Oblivion, Better Oblivion Community Center, and Blink-182, uh, plus 44 also. Uh, Vandal picked Terry Crews, Danny DeVito, Keanu Reeves, and Travis Barker. Travis Barker is also from... Uh, the very famous band uh, Plus 44. Um, <laughs> and Cy picked Dave Mustaine, uh, Dosha Cat, I don't know what that is, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the guy who gave him two sandwiches when he only ordered one. Uh, it's pretty obvious to me that the winner of this is going to be Cy Fietti. Cy, congrats on finally winning one of these things. Uh, it's It's been a long time coming, and I'm glad I could finally climb to the top of one of these games. It's been a long time! Since I've been winning a draft, North American. Thank you for the hot rod circuit. I actually was thinking about trying to save Andy Jackson, but. You can't save him. It's too late. (laughs) No, it's too late. Yeah, I mean, also, you should have saved him because that guy's been ripping darts since probably 1987. But I don't um, know what that means, but I don't want you to elaborate. I just want to leave the. Ripping darts. It's what Canadians say. I still don't know what it means, even though Canadians say it. Ripping darts. All right. They call they call Siggy's darts. Oh, smoking. I, okay. Ripping darts. Well. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of the show here. Uh, Vandal, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, just my Instagram at uh, VHS Vandal. Six 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 six. Yeah, that's really it. Okay, I like it. Do we want people following you on Twitter as well? Because you will get the rounding down bump, which is approximately fifty to one hundred new followers. Sweet, I am totally. Well, the other down thing for that. about the rounding down bump, and I, I didn't tell you about this because I wanted to surprise you with it, uh, is your wife will have sex with you thirty uh, percent more. You'll get thirty percent more 30% sex. More? That's true. Perfect. That, I mean, yeah. those are numbers I can deal with. <laughs> yeah, They're, right. And that's the thing. Like you're, I'm assuming the same age as Cy. So you're a man in your mid thirties. You can't deal with eighty percent more sex. It's just not going to be realistic for you. No, for you, it's not feasible. No, not I, feasible. I, I'm I'm a grown adult. I got stuff to do. You know, you're I, busy. You're trying to f- stay away from a pandemic. You're you're working a lot of hours. Yep. Eighty percent more sex is too much, but thirty percent more you could deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Thirty. Thirty is a way more reasonable number now yeah it's a glorious increase yes plus you have a little more free time yeah you know can't like go out to dinner and stuff yeah you know i i do kind of miss people um but not really yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh do you guys hear that sound yeah what is that that's just my robot vacuum waking up from its eternal slumber um Uh what's up buddy how you doing wouldn't know about any of those rich people things how's that mouse poop tasting Good? Good. Good, 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 good. Good job, baby. Of course, you can follow the show. We're at Rounding Down. <laughs> I'm at Chidspin. Cy is at Cy Fietti. I, have, uh, I do have something to plug. This oh, time. go ahead. Uh, so a lot of you uh, who follow us on Twitter, I put a um, GoFundMe up, uh, and you don't necessarily need to donate to my GoFundMe, but there are a lot of GoFundMes up for restaurant workers who are currently out of jobs, uh, people who work in front of house and they're not making a lot of money right now. If anything, a lot of them are getting laid off. Um, So if you do have any spare dollars, please donate 
to local restaurant GoFundMes. I'm sure you can find them in in your Google searches. Um, but there's a lot of people who are you know having trouble buying groceries right now, as opposed to even paying rent. Um, so you know there's a lot of people who you know give you things on a daily basis who are, are part of your regular everyday life that you don't necessarily realize are really struggling right now. Uh, so try and think about them and maybe donate a couple dollars their way. Um, just there's a lot of people who are who are struggling more so with this epidemic than the lucky folks who can work from home. So, uh, you know, try and keep that in consideration. I don't mean to scold anybody, just, you know. Thanks, Sai. I'm I'm really glad that you got uh, down from that high horse you were sitting on there it to took plug me a something while. like that. Get a little stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really. I mean, geez, just trying to make everyone look bad. Of course, if you want to donate to a worthy cause, you can give five dollars to this podcast. Uh, we sell advertisements, and everyone needs to advertise stuff, especially now when the economy is doing gangbusters. So, if you want to send money to us, it's dollar sign rounding down. That's on the uh, the cash app. Uh, we'll do a 30-second spot for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, cool. Thanks for making me feel like an asshole. As usual, size got to just fucking stick the knife in and twist it. He couldn't do that second. He had to make old Chitty talk about our, our way that we collect money for ourselves secondly. And also, I want to be clear. We set a couple goals that I think are pretty realistic. I mean, we set them before the economic downturn, the recession, which probably will be a depression. Um, so they're, they're, maybe they're a little lofty, maybe they're a little lofty, but we said if we raise $10 million, Cy will get a tattoo of two sandwiches on his face. If we raise $20 million, I said that I'll get like a tiger, like full face tattoo of like a tiger that'll be like eating one of my eyes and like, it'll be like, like whipping its tail in my other eye and like, there'll be a dragon and like, it'll be my whole head and face. So to get to that first benchmark, that $10 million, we only need $9,999,965 more dollars. I think we can get that from our listeners. Again, we just need $9,999,965 more dollars. So you want to help out, that's uh, Cash App. Dollar sign rounding down. All right. So for Cy, for Vandal, for myself, everyone stay at home, stay safe. And of course, f- fuck you, Sealer. Rounding Down is produced by Chid. Music by Corey Major. Artwork by Cy Fierre. This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.